It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Those uh, those rumors are getting kind of old. I'm not gonna lie, I just kind of stopped responding to them or anything. But yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm locked in with the Sooners. Rush is back. Final hour. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas in studio. Six five one three four three nine. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Jackson Arnold. Uh, right there, sound clip coming in. Gatorade National Player of the Year. We're not sure what we feel, yeah. what we think about that yeah, at the he's moment. He's going to have to break a streak here with some of these past winners. But Oklahoma's cool. had some success with the Gatorade Players of the Year. Uh, football and softball, they've all done some uh, some really nice things. So um, it's nice to be recognized for that. Um, you know, I – Thought that they were just going to hand it over to Arch Manning, but Peyton Manning won it, uh, what, 93-94. So maybe there's uh, they're just trying to keep him off of the um, the downfall list. But Yeah, historically there's been some great names that have won this award. Uh, you mentioned Peyton Manning. Here's yeah. uh, Emmett Smith was the second winner ever of this award. Robert Jeff Smith, George. he he left the NFL early. Would you say that that's a nice name? Did or, he go to Ohio State? Yeah, and then yeah, played with the Vikings. Yeah, I think. he was really good. Yeah, Brock Heward won it. Tim Couch won it. Ronald Curry, Travis Miner, some some names that people might remember. Joe Mauer won it, catcher for the uh, Minnesota Twins. Mm-hmm. But recently, it's been a uh, you know a little bit of a down spell. They had Nick Singleton that won it last year. He had a really good freshman year at Penn State this year as a running back. Yeah, over 1,000 yards is a true freshman. Jackson Dart the year before that. Eric Gilbert the year before that. Jake Smith, JT Daniels, Tate Martell, Jacob Eason, then Kyla Murray. So there's a lot of nice names that have won this award, but here recently those uh, – those careers haven't panned out for well, whatever reason. we'll see on Jackson Dart. He's still got time. That's he's fair. still got plenty of time. He's only used one year of eligibility, right? Oh, wow. Is that right? Um, he did play at USC while he was out there. Uh, Maybe did, two years of eligibility. Did he play enough to burn a red shirt? That I don't know. That I, I, I don't remember that. And did he play enough this year to burn a red shirt? Um, so. I think he – did he not play the majority of the season this oh, year? Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah, he yeah. did. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, he did. You're right. He did. Uh, not a terrible season. Threw for right around 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns. Ole Miss was running the football this year, though. That's what they yeah. were doing, man. Yeah, they were. And he ran the ball pretty well. He had uh, 614 rushing yards, which we knew. Like, that's one of the things that we were talking about whenever – um, you know, we were in the mix possibly to get him as a as a transfer portal guy last year. Like going back to that whole situation, that would have been a game changer for us. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you probably don't get shut out in in Dallas at least, and right. and I think that's it changes the, the way we. I think it changes the way that we call offense throughout the year. If we're not worried about our, um, you know, our quarterback going down and. 
Because we know what it looks like when yeah, it moves out. I, I, look, Dylan Gabriel is not the fastest quarterback that OU's ever had. Nowhere near it. But I, I do think at times he showed an ability to run the football in the zone read. Yeah. He's, he's not going to outrun anyone unless he's playing Nebraska. But wow. he, he had – what? That's exactly what happened. Did it Shot not? at Nebraska. But he, ha- he has some ability to, to run the ball, and hopefully that's more of a thing next year. I think it will be. Definitely think it will be. Well, congratulations to Jackson Arnold. Have they done uh, – because I know like right before the, the final signing day, I think, right, which is coming up, don't they do like a final re-ranking of all of the I think 24-7 is going to do one final uh, updated ranking, yeah. Okay. And I, I would think that Jackson Arnold's probably got a chance to jump up a couple spots, maybe even higher. I think 24-7 has one more update coming. Do we have any other players out there that we're still recruiting for the 2023 class? No, Parker and I talked about that earlier today on Locked In, and it uh, – like we both think there's a better than 50% chance that they don't take anyone else in this 2023 class right. because they're getting really close to their scholarship limits as is right now. Like I, I think the fun heyday of the portal that we've been having for the past three weeks, it's kind of done for OU. Yeah. Like I, I think that they want another offensive lineman. Sounds like they want a tackle, and I think they want a, another wide receiver as well. And they're hoping to get – they're hoping the kid from Tech enters in the portal. Sounds like if he does enter into the portal, he'll probably come to OU. And if not, if that doesn't happen, they'll try to get Bryson Green. Yeah. He was at Oklahoma State last year. Right. And my take was I'm not going to put it at a 0% chance that they take another defensive lineman. Like there was a Tech defensive lineman that was in the portal today. But for OU to take another defensive lineman, it's going to have to be – oh, my gosh, this guy's a dude, and we just can't pass on him. Like, you, I, and you're sure about that? What? the On the defensive lineman? That would be my guess. I'm not 100% sure about it. I just said I wouldn't say 0% chance. Yeah. I just think it would have to be someone that they think, yeah, he got a chance to start for us next year. Who was the, who was the defensive lineman at Tech? Because uh, they had some solid players. I, I don't think um, – I'd like that nose guard. What what was his name? Uh, he he uh, had an interesting first name. I can't remember exactly what it was. I'll try and look text it line up. will help us out. But they had a defensive lineman and a wide receiver that entered in the portal today. But the wide receiver was not Jaron Bradley. Right. All right. Well, I don't know. I I think that they. And, and I don't know for sure, but I th- I think that they would still take another defensive lineman if they saw a guy like even if it was just a. Uh, a rotational guy, I think that they would they would take one. I could be wrong on that. Uh, Hutchings is the guy that I was thinking of. So it's okay. That's I, not who it is. Well, what's his first name? Jalon Hutchings. No, huh, that's not him. Okay. Um, all right. By the way, way too early Big Twelve uh, power poll for next year. Can I interest you in that by chance? And the Texas Longhorns being number one according to twenty four seven Sports. That's not a shock, but hmm, it's kind of, even though I don't know what to expect from them at quarterback, I think Quinn Ewers was was just okay this year for them. They're losing their best player at running back. 
Um, they do have Jatavian Sanders coming back. He is stud. a really nice player for them at tight end. Absolute stud. Uh, and, um, oh gosh, um, Whittington. Whittington is coming back, right? Worthy's and, coming and back. Coming and then back. they had the Wyoming transfer who got hurt before the year. I think he's going to be – I'm guessing he's going to be back for them next year. Yeah, but all of – like the – it doesn't change – Nothing for them changes. Like all of those guys coming back, I think is good. And I would expect Quinn Ewers, with a year of experience under his belt, to to make some nice strides and grow as a quarterback. But like their best player being gone, like Bijan Robinson, they're not replacing him. No way. And, and Roshan Johnson's a bigger loss than I think some people think. Yeah, if they're going to have talent at running back. I don't doubt that. But that one-two punch, that's the best one-two punch they've had at running back in a long, long time. Long time. Roshan Johnson, I know Bijan got all the hype, and rightfully so. He could be a top 15 pick. But Roshan Johnson, pretty good back, too. Is Overshone gone? Yeah, I think he is. He's a, he's a tough guy to replace. And they've recruited well. And, you know, I've continued to say that I think they've got a really good coaching staff. I like their defensive coaching staff. Um, if they've developed well – then they should be able to replace, uh, you know, a guy like Overshone. Maybe not, you know, replace him exactly, but have a, a promising young young talent that can maybe grow into that role. But, you know, the hard thing about really knocking Texas at number one is if it's not Texas, who else is it? Well, I, I could make a case for TCU. I could still make a case for Kansas State. And I, I here's my deal with Texas is – they had a much better year this year, right? But still, it was the same issues that have plagued in the, in the past. They can't handle success, man. You know, they get a nice win, and okay, here's their chance. Here's their chance for a big-time win at home against TCU. Everything is set up for them to really put themselves in the thick of the Big 12 Conference race, and they throw out a dud on offense, and they lose that game. They got it rolling a little bit after an OU win. All right, well, here's Oklahoma State, a Really beat up OSU team on the road. Here's Texas as a big favorite, and they lay an egg on offense, and they figure out a way to lose the game. Like talent wise, is Texas in a position to win the conference next year? Sure, but I think that's been the case for like 20 years now. I can't trust them on a week to week basis, man. Right. We saw it this year again. It's the same thing. Uh, and they were, you know, you look at just kind of their schedule breakdown. They were one and three against ranked teams this year. Um, you know, here's the thing. I, we're kind of singing their praises a bit about how much better they were this year. And they were 8-5. and five. Yeah. I, we had the worst season we've had in 23 years. God-awful. And, you know, one of those losses we had was against Texas whenever we had like, no chance to win the game. And they won two more games than us. Like that's that's crazy. That that's the difference between and, and you got a glimpse into next year in their bowl game in the Alamo Bowl without Bijan Robinson, without Roshan Johnson, and their offense did not look great against Washington, you know? Right. So I just I, I wouldn't put them at number one. By the way, Sincere Massey is the defensive lineman from tech that's in the portal. That yeah. one ring a bell? Well, I was just looking at the roster. He's a young one. He's 6'5", 330 pounds. <laughs> He's huge. I don't know anything about him, though. 
Um, but, you know, one of the things, if he was from last year's recruiting class, you know, I, I kind of may think that there could be possibly something there because Joey McGuire has a, a really good tendency previously at Baylor and, and now at Tech to find the diamonds in the rough that, that other people just, for whatever reason, pass over. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Texas at number one, and this is way too early because it's January. What are we doing with these rankings? Big 12 Power Poll. TCU is at number two, right? No surprise there. Hard to argue. Even uh, though they're losing their quarterback, they're losing yeah. their best wide receiver, they're losing a bunch of guys. As I scroll down this list, I'm interested to see, obviously, where OU's at. Two, what's thought of right now of Oklahoma State? And where's BYU and Cincinnati going to be on this list? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> three three is Kansas State. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And here's here's OU at four. Yeah. I I think that that's, that's probably right. And I think we're getting a decent, you know, benefit of the doubt there at number four. Number five is Tech. Yeah. Uh, Baylor is at six. I I – Texas is the only one so far that I, I guess I disagree with, being at number one. Uh, UCF is at seven. That's interesting. Yeah. Still no Oklahoma State. KU is at eight. Here's Oklahoma State at nine. Cincinnati's back at 10. BYU is at 11. Iowa State is at 12. Houston's at 13. And West by God, Virginia, all the way down at 14. Woo. Look at Kansas almost making the top half. I know it's unbelievable. Yeah, they got a chance to be pretty good next year. Yeah, they'll be they'll be better. I don't know uh, if if they've done much in the in the transfer portal, but they're going to have a really good quarterback coming back. It's hard. Like right now in January, like, I do think OU is going to be better next year. They better be better next year. We can all agree on that, right? But four right now, sure, okay, that's that's fine. And you would have TCU at number one. Uh, yeah, I would probably have TCU at number one. Um, they're losing a decent amount, but they've got, they, they've, they've got a portal haul coming in. They did, they did a nice job with the portal, especially on offense this off season. Yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated that they have UCF, Cincy, Houston, and BYU so low. I, I I'm, Well, UCF is much higher than those other schools. Like yep. Houston, um, Cincinnati was at 10, BYU is at 11. And then Houston was all the way down at 13. Yeah. I I am going to totally overlook those schools the entire year. It's going to be fun. If you would have asked me right now to do a Big 12 power poll, it would have been a 10-team power yeah. poll. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> totally would not have even considered. A lot more Flim making its way in the conference with Dana Holgerson. So yeah. we have that to look forward to next year. I – I don't want to have to research more teams. Ah, dang. Especially when there's not a lot of uh, readily information available for some of these squads. OSU at nine is interesting. I Maybe that's right. That's where they're picked. I think by reputation they might get a little bit of a bump. But I don't know if they're going to be the ninth best team in the conference next year, man. Um, they've They've got some issues that they've got to figure out. They finished – Seven and six, and after a five and zero start, yeah, and they were fifth uh, in the conference. Uh, that seems pretty optimistic for Oklahoma State, but like I said earlier, 
we've we've called time of death on Gundy in the past, and he's he's somehow put really good teams together. But I just I have right the blow that they've taken in personnel is something that they just cannot withstand. They don't have the talent. Their philosophy or what's worked for them is they gear up every every third or fourth year. They've got a bunch of experience and veteran players that are you know not superstars but just good solid players across the board and that's whenever they have good years and they got good quarterback play now they've lost their quarterback and they've lost a lot of those guys that would have been the good veteran players coming back so I just I don't know how they recover from it for the near term now they're going to get right, right back to being young and being bad and I think it just pushes the timeline back to like, you know, two years down the road for him. TCU OC Riley to Clemson going to be a big drop off. Patrick says TCU lost Garrett Riley. That's five losses. I don't. Well, hang on a second. I I don't want to take anything away from Garrett Riley. I think he's a rising star in the sport, obviously. But Sonny Dykes has had a ton of amazing offenses before Garrett Riley ever worked for him. Uh, he, he's done a lot of good things. And previously. they'll be able to hire a really good OC, just yeah. like they were this last time around with Garrett Riley. They'll find someone. Right. Is uh, Will he be as good as Garrett Riley? I, I don't know. But, yeah, Text Line's pretty sure that TCU's going 7-5 and five this year after that news Well, today. they might. Uh, Garrett Riley's not the, the only thing they're losing, and it, that may have a lesser of an impact than – their quarterback, even though I like the the Morris package that'll be coming in, uh, losing your your uh, Heisman runner up quarterback, uh, I believe maybe the second best receiver in all of college football, a great supporting cast around him. Um, I don't know what's is Miller coming back. Demarcado was a senior, right? Uh, I don't f- hard to know. Kend- who has Kendra Miller, he's a younger guy, right? I'm I'm not sure if he's coming back or not. Actually, right. so no, um. You know, if it was a fair question, like, okay, well, if not Texas, then who? And I guess I would put TCU at one, but I I recognize that there's some issues that TCU has to resolve. Like, it all just goes to the point that it really does feel like the Big 12 will be as wide open as it's been in a long time. Yeah. And I do think that that could be the case for the rest of college football next year, too. Georgia's the favorite, and they're going to have a really good team next year, especially if Carson Beck's really good at quarterback. But... Georgia's going to have a new quarterback. Bama's going to have a new quarterback. Ohio State's going to have a new quarterback. It's almost like the same thing we were talking about two years ago. It feels like it's a good year to be really good. You know, like Georgia's going to rise to the occasion. Bama's going to be really good. But is there going to be like an all-time team with an all-time offense or an all-time defense next year? Maybe, but if, if OU is really looking at a year-two bump – like my point is, it looks like it's a really good year if OU set for a year two bump. There's a lot of things that are wide open. Well, I'll answer. Will Will, will there be an all time great team next year? The answer to that is yes. Who will it be? Well, I don't know, but that's the new thing. Texas in the preseason. 2019, actually 2018, Alabama was a was an all time team. Uh, 2019 LSU was, was an all time team. team maybe. 2020 Alabama really close was an all time team. 
21 Georgia had one of the better defenses we've seen right, recently. And then now 22. You think Georgia. this Georgia team was an all-time team? They left quite an exclamation mark in the championship that's game. That's what everyone's saying. Yeah. You know, that's that was the conversation we had earlier. I, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever happened to Brock Vandegrift? He's still at Georgia. He's just not playing. Right. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Buicks are back. Five Burger Bar to learn more about our burgers, bar, and sports bar atmosphere. 405 Burger Bar, Main Street in Norman, just east of I-35. 405 Burger Bar in Norman on Main Street. Big buns, real meats. Final hour of The Rush. We'll get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line shortly after a couple of uh, news tidbits, 405-651-3439. First, uh, OSU defensive coordinator Derek Mason. He's taking a sabbatical and leaving Oklahoma State. Yeah. 53 years old. He's saying, yeah, I might come back to college football or football in general at some point, but I might hang out for a year or two. Uh, we'll see what OSU does at yeah. uh, defensive coordinator. I mm. just – we never hear a coach say sabbatical when, when they're leaving. It's retired, fired, take another job. I, I don't know the last time I've heard a coach say, I'm taking a sabbatical. Right. Kind of like it. Just to uh, step away, regroup a little bit, um, charge the battery, make sure it's something that you want to continue doing. Got no problem with that. Zach Selman, apparently uh, he's the leading candidate for the next AD at Mississippi State, he's been at OU for a while now. Deputy AD here at OU, and um, I be a tough gig to turn down if they offer it to him. No he, doubt, he's going to be getting a lot more money and an SEC AD now more than ever. That's it's a good gig. Yep, it is. Um, I hope he gets it, and I know wherever he goes, he's going to have success. Uh, outstanding individual, so I'm happy for him. You like him. Sounds oh, yeah. like you like him a no, lot. No, I do. I think everyone likes him. I do. And that's what I was saying earlier is, um, you know, selfishly, I, uh, I I would want him to stay, but I don't uh, – he he absolutely deserves it, and I think he'll do amazing things. So Remember when Brian Kelly – well, last offseason, everyone was making fun of Brian Kelly for everything. Yeah. But remember the video of him dancing and the recruit sure. was there? Well, that recruit is now in the transfer portal. Oh, five star, come on. Five-star quarterback Walker Howard, or former five-star quarterback Walker Howard, I should say, is in the portal. Really? Yeah. Okay. Early scuttle, Florida and TCU could be players for the former five-star QB. Oh, look at that. Florida. Florida's going to need a five-star quarterback. Yeah, like. because that's the biggest story in recruiting right now. Jaden Rashada, four-star quarterback in this year's class. He's a senior this year. And apparently, Florida offered him four years, $13 million to play quarterback at, at Florida. There was also an agreement for an upfront payment. Apparently, the upfront payment hasn't happened. Maybe even Florida botched this agreement a little bit. Parker was saying that people have been fired at Florida over this. And who fired knows? Fired that they gave him that type of. That they of- just, like checked a box. That said, like, here's the agreement, and they just checked the box not knowing what they actually checked. I don't know how you do that, but that's what he was saying earlier. Wow. Yeah, that's a uh, that's an oversight. It's either going to cost you millions of dollars or it's going to cost you a 
a five-star quarterback that a lot of people think is a really, really good player because of uh, uh, checked the wrong box, I D- guess. David Shaw, former Stanford coach, interviewed with the Denver Broncos recently, as did Jim Harbaugh uh, via Zoom, I think, interviewed for two hours uh, with the Broncos on Monday. You still think he's staying at Michigan? I can just tell on your face. Uh, no, I, no, I don't. I don't think he's still he's staying at Michigan. I think that it's clear as much as he's been flirting with the NFL, he either wants out of Michigan or he um, he wants a massive pay raise. And he's, you know, which wouldn't shock me. You know, he he took a pay cut. When things weren't going well, now they re-upped him, right? It was like two years ago, and they made it more incentive-based for him, if I remember correctly, because that was after the last time he lost to Ohio State, if I remember correctly, which they didn't play him in 2020, so I think it was after like the 2019 season. They made it incentive-based, and I think I saw the day that now he's making $7 million at Michigan. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to – he could just be trying to get a – a pay raise, but here's the thing about Harbog. You know, he's he's kind of been on the move, you know, and now how long has he been at at Michigan? Twenty what, what was his yeah, fifth like fifteen or sixteen, I think was his first year there. So he's been yeah. there six or seven years, maybe. That's kind of feels like his duration before he wants to start to to go try something else. And you know, maybe that's maybe that's coming again. Maybe he wants to get back into the NFL a little bit. Doesn't like uh, maybe the NIL and transfer portal stuff and recruiting, which I could totally understand. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he left. I mean, the rumor has been there for quite a while that if he gets an NFL offer, he's going to bounce. So there's got to be some truth to it. Patrick says Mike Gundy to Michigan, LOL. I did see someone nationally was throwing out some uh, just some names just to throw really? out. He, he, they didn't include Mike Gundy oh. on there. I was about uh, to say, uh, that's, <laughs> Sharon, that's Sharon Moore, their offensive coordinator, was thrown out there. Wow, that would be awesome. Chris Kleiman at Kansas State because of the style of play for Michigan. You like that possibility at all? You think Michigan would kick the tires on that one? Uh, I don't. Do I? Li- yeah, I think that would be a fantastic hire for Michigan. But... Dude, you got to understand Michigan. Michigan is—they think very, very highly of themselves. Well, like they would want—they would want a big-time splash hire. I'm sure. Splash hire. It doesn't even matter if it's the right hire, the right fit. They want a splash, and you know, I—I I just don't think that they would get that with Kleiman. So Matt Campbell was also listed, and if you don't think that Chris Kleiman's a splash hire, then Matt Campbell's definitely not a splash hire. I bet Campbell's sleeping in his car in the parking lot, uh, hoping <laughs> Please for take me holding up a cardboard sign. Uh, will <laughs> work, work for, for free? free. Yeah. yeah, not even food. I think free. We just saw a way too early Big Twelve poll for next year that had Iowa State at like what thirteen. They'll be better than thirteen. They'll be better than that. They were. All right, we know how they had the best defense in the conference last year. How many like one score games did they lose? It uh, was, OU was one for sure. I think they were all one. Yeah, and, uh, Texas was de- like they gave that game at Texas away, dude. Yeah. Oh, their best wide receiver just dropping a touchdown like that. Yeah. Let's they, they see. They gave a lot of games away. They lost by seven to Baylor. 
three to Kansas, one to Kansas State, three to Texas. Uh, we ended up beating them by two touchdowns, but it was a tight yeah. game. Um, they lost by six to Oklahoma State, by four to Tech, and then they got blown out last game of the season. So by basically, TCU. every single game except OU and their last game of the year. Yeah, and the OU the OU game was close yep. for sure. And they still had the the best defense in the conference. Kleiman would win multiple titles at a place like Michigan, says uh, someone in the 405. I don't know. I think he would be an excellent hire there, and I think he'd do a really good job. But winning multiple titles is – that is a very, very high bar. I mean, it's tough to do. It is, it's extremely tough to do. Michigan was undefeated Big Ten champ this year. And got beat by TCU in the playoffs. Because their quarterback talked smack about TCU's 3-3-5 defense. There you go. How does he feel now? Do you think that OU would be able to run the ball in crunch time? In a, Oh, that's a, that's an old text. Do you think OSU took a bigger blow on their team than OU did last year with their roster and coaching losses? OU lost the Heisman Trophy winner. It's hard to top that, man. Yeah. Uh, the eventual Heisman Trophy eventual. winner. Yeah. Um <sighs> In hindsight, OU probably lost more, but I wish you was losing a lot. We still man. have time to go. Yeah, I mean, and at the current it, pace, there is still another portal cycle after spring ball is over. So we'll see what happens to them. Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's OU lost. I mean, OU lost an eventual Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. That's, that, that, to me, kind of outweighs everything else. OSU will be fine. Most of the players that left uh, will actually help the program. Really? Most of the players that left, well, the huh. players that left, it's going to help the program that they left? They won't be better at quarterback next year. They won't be better without Mason Cobb. They won't be better without Bryson Green and J.P. Richardson. I, I don't know if they'll be better without Dominic Richardson. I, I would tend to disagree with that. Well, yeah, I don't know. That seems like a wild take. But I also saw on, on the text history that he said Mims was transferring to Tulsa. <laughs> the state of Kansas has the two best coaches. That's from Patrick. Uh, yo, guys. Yeah, the state of Kansas has two fantastic Coaches, I, I don't know that you could match two coaches with two programs better than what they've done in Kansas, right? Well, to take KU in a bowl game this early on in Kansas State to win the Big 12 outright, yeah, yeah I would say so. Yep. Yo, guys, I'm listening in Brooklyn, and the bus I take from home to work and back is the B69. Yes, nice. Beautiful. Nice. Any word on Xavier Worthy transferring to OU this year? I Guys, I... Well, hang on a second before uh, man, you answer that. Man. Is that a thing? It's an online thing, yes. Well, okay. I don't even know if it's an online thing. It's a thing because your new wide receivers coach follows him on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and I think maybe a couple of OU players follow Xavier Worthy as well. That's how it's a thing. But I don't think it goes, I don't think it goes beyond that. It is... Is are those like recent? Like they recently started following him? Maybe I I don't keep up with the following and unfollowing crap. Interesting. All right. I would not bet on Xavier Worthy being at OU next year. Right. Um, how do you how do you, how do we approach that? 
We've approached Oklahoma State players with open arms. Would we approach well, that's it? what I'm saying. You could have an OSU, a former OSU and former Tech. Well, this isn't going to happen. But if it did, yeah, what would that be like next year? Your your two uh, biggest rivals here. Hey, players from. I would say teams. like if we were a uh, conference champ last year, made the the playoff. Maybe we could turn our nose up at it. But right now, give us anyone you got out there, right? We we're not in a position to uh, after a six and seven turn year. Yeah. Down. Well, you, you're trying to get to a place like Georgia, who just took one uh, transfer portal guy last year. Right. Yeah. Well, <sighs> transfer portals ruining college football, says everyone. Well, it's saving not Georgia. It, yeah, it's saving it for some people. Uh, right, can you imagine? Uh, just just think of the schools out there that have done uh, a really good job at. At bringing guys in from the transfer market, whether it's quarterback or, um, but you know, a lot of times you have to do stuff in the transfer portal in response to you know losing guys in the transfer portal. So maybe at the end of the day, it's all just a wash. There you go. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left in studio. Keep hitting the text line six five one three four three nine. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Parents, do you want your teen to be a safe driver? Enroll them today in Oklahoma's free online work zone safe course for teen drivers. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing the final hour of the rush. Here's an interesting text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. With Garrett Riley leaving for Clemson, does Malcolm Kelly leave? No, I don't think so. In fact, I wonder if Malcolm Kelly could be in line for the next OC job at TCU. I, I don't know. I, I mean, he's on staff. Maybe they promote him. Maybe they go somewhere else. I don't know where he's at in the pecking order of that staff, but his wide receivers are pretty good this year. Yeah, I'd say Maybe so. Maybe he has a chance. I'd say so. I don't know. Um, but, no, I don't think Malcolm Kelly's going to – I think Malcolm Kelly sees this as opportunity with Garrett Riley leaving TCU. Perhaps, yeah. I don't really – I don't know the pecking order there of, of you know, how the offense was, was called and handled and, and where he was in, you know, in the game plan development and stuff like that. I have no idea, but – I don't know. Maybe he leaves. Maybe he stays. He is. I know he's in high demand. Yeah. And I know Oklahoma was was probably uh, you know was rumored to have been making runs at him kind of all along. Well, before the season, after the season, and maybe he just wants to stay at TCU. Maybe he just likes yeah. the Metroplex better. I, I I don't know, but maybe now that this has happened. Maybe he thought all along, like, yeah, Garrett Riley's going to get an OC job elsewhere or a head coaching job, and if I'm here, I'm in line, or better in line, to be an offensive coordinator. I don't know. Maybe just – It's, it's very doubtful that Garrett Riley perhaps leaving with the season that they were having is a shock, right? Sure. I, I'm sure that within the staff that a lot of that was built in and – I'm sure Sonny Dykes was having to have conversations with what he was going to do moving forward. And, you know, that's one thing that TCU is is going to learn. Um, it When you have success, 
a lot of people talk about replacing players, but your coaches are going to get great opportunities and leave too. And you got to make you got to make really good hires behind that. So, uh, but it gets easier the better you do, the better it is to make good hires. I see that text that just came in. Kingsbury to TCU as offensive coordinator. Huh? Interesting. I think he's like that's that's something to watch. I wonder what's going to happen with. I don't know. I, I don't know what he prefers. If he prefers sabbatical, the, the sabbatical. He's a sabbatical well, guy. I, think. I I've seen his house in the uh, Phoenix Scottsdale area. I might be taking a sabbatical as well if I had the setup that Old Cliff has. Yeah. Well. Or or say I'll be your I'll be your offensive coordinator. But I'm going to be like all of America during 2020, and I'm just going to work from home as the offensive coordinator. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll zoom in the plays. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be interesting to see if something happens with him. Um, there was a lot of smoke around Alabama, around uh, Georgia. I think, you know, it sounds like Todd Munkin's going to be gone yeah. from Georgia. So where's he, he going? Is he taking a head coaching job somewhere? I don't know. Because I would agree with you, over. it sounds like Munkin is going to, you know, make he, he's going elsewhere. But like, wh- where, what's what's open? Yeah, so, unless something's not open yet and waiting on him and that to be official. I don't know. Rumors TCU may look at Seth Luttrell as OC. Ooh, okay, I, would, I hope that happens for him. That would not be a shock. I know he and uh, Sonny Dykes uh, know each other really well. Hope that happens for him. Yeah, and you know he's he's done some good stuff as an offensive coordinator so that puts that him, wouldn't be a shock there's a lot of times where you know guys get their first chance at a head coaching job and you know if it's at a place like North Texas and you end up getting fired that it's hard to ever get another head coaching job again right but i think if Seth Latrell were to land at TCU as the offensive coordinator that puts you like right back in the position to make that jump again like you did previously if you get what i'm saying yeah yeah Michigan, Cliff Kingsbury to Michigan as head yeah, football yeah. coach. That if, seems like a fit. Hey, if anyone is excellent at failing up, it's Cliff Kingsbury. It's He's true. done that. No, I, I fully expect him to be the Patriots head coach next season. Head coach or offensive coordinator? Head coach, because we keep saying that he fails up, so now he's going <laughs> to yeah. fail up to the Patriots head coaching job. Yeah, he'll be uh, – wait, Dallas Cowboys? No, that's not funny, guys. It was all okay. fun and games. So you guys said Cliff and the Dallas Boy, Cowboys. Man, you would be in a tough spot. I wouldn't be in a tough spot. I wouldn't be hard to root for him. Yeah, it's interesting. I think I'd root for him, but it would be annoying. Most of the Cowboys fans that I know hate the team more than they like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that a pretty common? Well, theme? not only that, but don't talk smack. Like we're the only ones that right. can talk bad about our team. Like, these Eagles fans who think that they've made it now and they're going to go win a Super Bowl. Like, no, you you can't shut up. You can't talk talk smack. Only we can. Right. Uh, Let's see. I keep waiting to see a tweet that Teddy's taking a sabbatical. Yeah. you probably We're not going to get a tweet if that happens. It probably will not come across social media. Best show in sports. Should I have a graphic? Uh, released if I take a sabbatical. I don't know what your graphic <laughs> pictures would look Nation. like. <laughs> um, if you ever release a graphic, let me do it so I can put that old high school picture of you with the long hair yes. where you look like Keanu Reeves. Yes. Best show in sports radio yet again, boys. Balancing the ignorance with the insightful from uh, an endless stream of text is no small task, and you consistently execute at a very high level. Thanks, fellas. Great job as always. Wow. Well, hey, I appreciate that. The Thanks, problem Dad. is – 
balancing the uh, what was it the ignorant with the uh, impressive or something like that. Well, we don't know which is which. <laughs> Gunny says, great show, fellas. Go have a Pacifico. I'm going to go get me a left-handed cigarette. Nice. Patrick says, Scott Frost just bought a house in Arizona. I hope he did. Yeah. here's. I don't see Scott Frost getting back into any like, – he's – everyone's buying a house in Arizona. He's He's been living in Nebraska. He's going to Scottsdale, baby. Dude's made a ton of money. Um, seems like he hated life like for the last three years. Um, I see Scott Frost – maybe he's a he's a definite candidate for a sabbatical uh 100 and i'm kind of rooting for him to have a sabbatical by the way yeah sam and edmund says serious question will OU regret not getting broden if they miss on green and bradley doesn't enter the portal if so why would they have just taken him and been done if they regret it then it's a mistake not to take him now look i don't think it would be a mistake if they don't take broden I, uh, I I think that they have uh, been slow playing that, and it was I, – I don't even know if it's fair to call him a backup player. I just think that they like some receivers, two receivers in particular, a lot better than like the Broden kid. And apparently OU's not the only one that's backed off of him. It sounds like Penn State maybe has uh, cooled the Jets a little bit too. Where is um, the o- Oklahoma State receiver? Why am I drawing a Bryson break? Green. Where's Bryson Green from? I don't may, maybe he's a Texas kid. I'm not I'm not sure. But there's a lot of Ole Miss smoke right now with him. With him? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Well, I don't know. Um would it be a mistake or would they regret it? I, I have no idea. I I don't know what their evaluation is. And I gotta think that if if they're holding off and they're slow playing it, then they may think they have a better chance with someone that they value higher. That, that's all I can say. Now, if they don't get the person they value higher and they don't get um, the kid from Bowling Green, well, yeah, they may have some regrets there, but I, I just I don't know enough about it to even begin to speculate on that question. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Final segment is next. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Go big and drive home. Save on the new 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab and take $2,500 off MSRP and 2.9% for up to 60 months. Denali 84 and 84X are excluded. And don't miss out on the remaining new 2022 GMCs on the lot. Only at